Well, here we are, the last day of 2017. Hallelujah, huh? <laughs> Amen. You know, all of us are taking reflections of the past year, and I know the news will talk about those across the nation and world that have passed on or different accomplishments that have been made. We look at our own personal lives and we see in our congregation, for example, those who have come to know the Lord, those who have been baptized, those who have gone to be with the Lord. There's just so many things that we're reflecting on on today. And I thought it was absolutely appropriate to continue on in our Sermon on the Mount that we've been studying at on Sunday evenings. Today is a tremendous opportunity for us to take inventory, take stock of our lives. Which road do you travel? Matthew 7, 13, and by the way, while you're turning in your scriptures to Matthew 7, I want to remind you that we continue on in our study on Colossians this Wednesday night, 6 o'clock, be there. Food, fellowship, no food. I almost, see, I dropped 50 people right there. That's all right. Feed them and they'll come. We'll give you coffee and we'll give you a good time in the Lord. I'll promise you that. Uh, Wednesday night, 6 o'clock, so I'll see you then. Matthew 17, 7 verse 13 says, Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. Let's pray. Our most gracious Father, I just ask that you allow me the privilege of stepping back and allowing you the opportunity to step forward, Lord Jesus, that we would receive your word fully, act on it in a way that brings you the most glory and honor, Father, and when we leave this building, I just pray that we're, our resolution, our resolve is to follow you, Lord, fully, completely, without hesitation or reservation. Thank you. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, Jesus in his Sermon on the Mount, to me, the greatest sermon that's ever been preached. And I believe that he comes to that place where he makes sure that we understand Life has choices. Now, we are a multiple choice people. We like a lot of choices. When we do tests, if they're multiple choice exams, we like four, maybe five different opportunities. When we are polled, we like more than one or two choices. And, you know, we always like that I don't know category. But Jesus doesn't give us that option. In these next three sermons after today, you'll notice that everything is black and white. There is no gray area. There is no indecision with Jesus' options. We have made one choice, and by making one choice, or if we choose not to make that choice, we have made the other. There is no neutrality. There is no middle ground, folks. It is either Yes or no. That's it. Now, for those of us that are simple, like myself, I like that. 
There's no options there for me to choose between other than the two. We have, you know, where's our treasure? Heaven or earth? Where is our allegiance? God or mammon? And he gives us that option. And these next sermons, including today, really make that very clear. Today we are in a highway of opinion, if you will. And in this highway of opinion, we all want to be popular with the people around us. So we tend to walk that broad way that Jesus is speaking of. We tend to recognize the fact that we want to be politically correct. Some of us do. Some of us don't. I don't. But be that as it may, a lot of us feel that our popularity is tied in with our family and friends in what we say and do and how we think and how we choose. We do want to be popular. We don't want to be shunned. And so there is that popular road that Jesus is speaking of that has a multitude of people on it. It is I-75, you know. It's there. It's not just six lane, it's eight, it's ten. It is the easy way. We want the easy way, right? And so Jesus is addressing these choices to us. Look at what he says here. The first choice he gives us, there's a difference between a hard and an easy way. He says, wide is the gate. Wide is that word that can also in the Greek be translated easy. Broad is the gate. Wide is the gate. Broad is the road that leads to destruction and many enter through it. Small is the gate. Narrow. Few find it. There's a difference between that hard and easy way. You know, can you imagine with the Olympics coming up in uh, February, the Winter Olympics, if these athletes all of a sudden just decided, you know what, I'm not getting up early in the morning. These 5 a.m. workout sessions are over for me. I'm not doing it. I'm not going to the gym. I'm not exercising. Uh, I'm not doing my particular discipline. I'm not going to do it anymore. I mean... Nobody else around me is doing it. They could surmise. So why would I? Can you imagine when it comes to time of competition how badly they would perform? We see it in athletes. We see the difference between those that have taken that opportunity to become disciplined athletes and those who have not. We see people that play up to their potential and others who do not. That's true with musicians. That's true in academia. We see those who have studied and, and uh, presented themselves to the challenges of their particular disciplines. We see those who haven't. I mean, let's face it, on a personal basis, we would rather not study, you know? When you come to exams, you kind of studied, or else you put everything off until that last day and tried to cram. Those of us that have been in college especially understand what those late night study sessions are all about, you know. My older brother had this, this uh, comic books that he would give me, and it's called Classics Illustrated. Remember those? Oh, I said, you mean I don't have to read a book? I can read a comic book and get the gist of everything? And he said, oh, yeah, yeah. 
Classics Illustrated will do it for you. Wow, I thought. But the reality is, is that you really don't get the full impact of what the author had intended. You get the synopsis, and that's about it. Well, that's the easy way. The hard way is, is, is taking the comic book and putting it aside and picking up the book and reading it. How many of us do that academically? How many of us do that athletically? How many of us do that with our, our physical regimens, our vocations? You can see those who have excelled in their vocational pursuits and those who haven't. And usually the person who has excelled is the person who has applied himself. I love small business, and I love small business people. My background is in business, and, and that's what my college degree was on. And so I love to get around small businessmen, but I know what their commitment is. You know, those 70 and 80 hour work weeks and, and those things that people don't understand. And then as their business grows, you have employees that, that want a portion of that who, who say, you know, I think I, I deserve more than what I'm getting at. And I want to say to them, you have no idea the blood, sweat, and tears that went into this venture. Easy and, and hard way. We want the easy way. We don't want the discipline. We don't want the blood, sweat, and tears. When it comes to following Jesus Christ, we want that easy way. Isn't there a, an easier way, Lord, we ask? I mean, do I really have to experience these particular things? Can I stay popular? Jesus said, well, there's that broad way. Secondly, there is that difference between a long and a short way. Oh, we love shortcuts. All of us love shortcuts. Remember when, when you moved into a new community and uh, you, you've been going the long route perhaps, then all of a sudden somebody tells you about a shortcut. Oh, I like shortcuts. Or, or somebody gives you a task or a job and says, I want you to do this. And then some other, somebody else says, you know what? If you will just do it this way, it will take less time and be just as efficient. Now, I'm not opposed to that at all. But what it's talking about here is that some of us looking for that easy route are also looking for that shortcut that, you know, we just don't have to go the the whole full discipline way. Let's just get a... And Lord, I want a shortcut. I can remember Red Fox, Sanford and Son. They interviewed Red Fox about his relationship to the Lord one time. I never will forget this. He said, what I'm going to do, he said, I'm going to live to the hilt every day of my life and then on my deathbed make a confession. Shortcuts. Lord, I don't need the discipline of a life well lived. I don't need the discipline of, of a life that is honoring and glorifying you. I mean, that's kind of hard. That's a long way. I want a shortcut. Give me a shortcut. That's what I want more than anything. So it is that, that recognition that great accomplishments take time. My mother had a plaque on her wall that said, God, grant me patience, but hurry. You know? I don't need that. Give me a shortcut. I want it. Well, the third way is the difference between a disciplined and an undisciplined way. Discipline and an undisciplined way. You see, we all have choices. Moses mentioned it in the Old Testament to the people of Israel. 
Deuteronomy 30 verse 15 says, See, I have set before thee this day life and prosperity and death and adversity. So, choose life in order that you may live and your descendants. Joshua put it to the people this way in Joshua 24. Choose you this day whom you will serve. And later on he answered it by saying, As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And then Jeremiah, God speaking to the nation of Israel through Jeremiah. Unto this people shalt thou say, God said, Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I have set before you the way of life and the way of death. Choices. You got two. Really, in life, we have two. The difference between the disciplined and the undisciplined way. When he talks about the gates, there is a narrow gate. Wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction. Small is the gate. Narrow is the road that leads to life and only a few find it. That broad gate. Oh man, that's that freeway. That's where everybody is is allowed to take to get with the crowd, with the popular opinion. And they're allowed to take all their sins, all the baggage of that sin and all the baggage of that self-importance and that ego and that pride and everything else. Take it with you. You know, broad is the gate. The people are many that travel that road. Wow. You know, I've been to airports. People that travel with Mary Jo and I know that we travel light. We can go on a three-week mission trip with carry-ons. You know? Don't smell real good when we get back. (laughs) It's all right. Everybody else stinks too. Uh, But we go, we, we go to these airports and we see people struggling with their baggage. I mean, they, they just can't go home without everything that they own. And so they're carrying it through the airports and you see them struggling and they're just, you know, they're bent over double trying under the weight of this baggage and trying to carry it all through the airport, put it in the baggage claim and all this kind of stuff. This is the way some people are in life. They don't have a that reality that when you come to Jesus Christ, you take all that baggage of the past, all the the, the failures and lack of performance and, and sin that we have in our lives, and we just basically dump it at the foot of the cross. And the Bible says if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So we leave that baggage, and the gate is narrow into heaven. You don't take that baggage with you. You leave it. And we're down here on this road and we're looking up above us at that that highway to hell is what it is. And it is packed with people. They're all just so open-minded. And you know what, folks? Some folks are so open-minded their brains fall out. Just all there is to it. And so... We people want this idea that all roads lead to God. Have you not heard that? Have you not been in a bookstore lately? You go into the religion section and all you'll see all the new age. They'll even now they even uh, headlining it new age. 
Well, you got everything because the idea is whatever you want to do, whatever your yoga is, whatever your pursuit is, whatever your religious quest is, join us up here on this highway. It's good. We're all heading in the same direction. Yes, you are. Where does Jesus say it's leading? To destruction. I don't know if you know it or noticed it or not, but there is a clear distinction given to us by Jesus between life and destruction. You choose Jesus, you choose life. You choose not to follow Jesus, you choose destruction. In other words, there's this difference between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of Satan. Ah, that's not popular preaching, but I'm okay with it. The highway to hell is what it is. It's exactly what it is. And so, we see over here, the kingdom of God results in life. Jesus said in John 10.10, the thief comes in to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I am come that you might have life and might have it more abundantly, Jesus said. Whoa, we've got a choice. Who is the thief? That's the adversary, Satan. And he's in your ear all the time saying, you know, that's not really a popular thing that you just said. That's not really a popular thing that you just did. Why, why are you even involved in Bible study? Nobody else is. Look around your neighborhood. Don't you want to be popular? When you left your house this morning, did you see anybody else leaving to go to church? Probably not. When we left this morning, all we heard was crickets. You know? But I have a mission field. And so, I'm not happy about anybody choosing the path of destruction. But it is a broad highway. Now, as we go down that line, that broad gate means there's no limit to this baggage we can take with us, and that narrow gate means that only you and I can enter in. Without baggage, none. To follow Jesus, we deny ourselves, pick up our cross daily, and follow Him. James Dobson said, sometimes the most difficult things about life is that it's so daily. Every day we make this decision. Which brings me up to point number four. The difference between this thoughtful and thoughtless way. You see, every traveler, every one of us that get behind the wheel of a car, or in an airplane, or on a boat, whatever the mode of transportation is, we want to know what our destination is. Where are we going? Because if you don't know where you're going, you never know when you arrive. And so where are we going? What's our destination? This makes the thoughtful pilgrimage. Everything has two aspects to it. The immediate and future consequences. Our decisions are made in light of our ultimate destination. So as a believer or as a Christ follower, my decision should be made in light of eternity. Where am I going to spend it? I'm reminded of Alice in Wonderland. There she is at the crossroads. And there's the Cheshire Cat above her. And as she looks up at the Cheshire Cat, she says, Cheshire Cat, 
which road should I take? Cheshire Cat says, it depends on where you're going. She says, well, I don't really care. He says, then it doesn't matter which road you take. Well, now that's the Broadway, isn't it? All these folks say, "Uh, you know, don't worry. Be happy. Just go along with the flow. Enjoy it. Enjoy the ride. All roads lead to God. Jesus says, no. Time out. It's only one way. Jesus said, I am the door. I am that narrow gate. By me, if anyone shall enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out. I am the door. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. There is no other name among men whereby we must be saved. Jesus. He's all in all. And so, the destination determines the road we take. Jesus says, you enter in through the narrow gate. So some of us are down here and we've been struggling. Life has just taken a different turn for some of you. And you're down on this path. It's narrow, it's rocky, you're experiencing some, some uh, stony traveling. And you're wondering, Lord, is this really worth it? While the enemy, Satan, is whispering in your ear, wouldn't you like to be, take the easy road? I mean, take a shortcut maybe? Get up there with your family and friends that, that uh, are just living it up every moment of the day and seem to have not a single care in the world. And here you are on this narrow little rocky, hilly path. Oh, you're being faithful, all right, the enemy says, but look what it's got you. Well, the thoughtful path is the person that knows our ultimate destination. You're not home yet, folks. You're not at your destination. I know my terminal. I know my ultimate station. And I can't wait to get to the end of this journey to see Jesus himself waiting for me. Man. But you know what the thoughtless way is? That's these folks that spend their life in a pursuit of everything but Jesus Christ. And where does it end up? It's not pretty. Jesus calls it destruction. I don't know about you, but I'm going to avoid that. So, the opportunity is ours. But for 2018... The challenge is for you and me to stay on that path. Fight the temptation to join the crowd, to join the popular opinion, to join this majority of people who do not know the Lord. And finish strong. Finish strong. It's narrow. Sometimes it's rocky. Sometimes we're going to experience physical things. Sometimes we're going to lose loved ones. Sometimes things are going to happen that we had no knowledge of. And yet Jesus, as Elizabeth sang about, is not only there on the mountaintop experiences, He is there in the valley and He will be with you every step of the way. And He'll even be there to usher you into a place that He has prepared for those that love Him.
I can't wait. Who can escape so great a salvation? The question is posed to us today. Maybe you're here today. Maybe you've never come to know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. This is your opportunity to say yes to Jesus. You can end up 2017 by faith in Christ. Maybe you're here today and this is your opportunity and you're going to seize it. Start out 2018 as a Christ follower. Maybe you haven't ever thought about it before. Maybe you haven't, but now it's coming into focus for you. Well, there's that thoughtless way that says, I'll put it off till tomorrow. All of us are a heartbeat away from stepping into eternity. Maybe you're here today and and you want to start out 2018 in the proper frame of mind. This invitation is for you as well. I'll be here to pray with you about this decision. You can come and kneel at the front if you so desire, whatever the case might be. I'll be here to pray with you about that decision. And then there's others of you that are looking for a church home. You want to start out the new year, the brand new calendar year, in a, in a servant's posture where you want to serve the Lord. You want to serve Him through Trinity. We'd love to have you join the family. This invitation is for us all. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Lord, for that narrow way. Father, sometimes it just gets, perhaps it's frustrating at some point. Perhaps it's the, the seduction is to join the crowd on the broad way, but that leads to destruction. Father, be with us now. May we honor and glorify you above all things. Thank you for these decisions that are being made. We lift them up to you. Use them for your glory. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's stand and sing the hymn of invitation and I'll be here at the front to pray with you about your decision.